Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Brother Bob's back. How's it going? Medium-sized Mike's back. What's going on? Carl's back. Hey, hey, hey. And not-so-silent Ron's back. Ron silent. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we are back and recording again. That's who's back. Back again. No, wrong podcast. Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. Carl, would you like to read our Bible verse? I would. It's Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 19 from the NESB version. And it says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you return, then I will restore you. You will stand before me, and if you extract the precious from the worthless, you will become my spokesman. They, for their part, may turn to you, but as for you, you are not to turn to them. So our topic this week is not really, I mean, I guess it is kind of a topic, right? Sort of, yeah. Kind of. I call it a topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's our favorite Bible stories. And... If you've had it for a while, has it changed over the years? Not the story itself, just what you've gotten out of it. Um, you know, just what you're learning from it. Yeah, what you learn from it. How many times have you learned from it? And no, Bob, your answer can't be my favorite Bible story is the Bible. <laughs> it's one story. Dang it's it. one big story. That's right. Well, then you just took me out because yeah. I was going to say I, I can't say ditto. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. For me, I don't really. Just getting back to it. I'm just hearing all the new story or the stories. The new stories. The new old stories. The new old stories. You know. Well, they're new to me. The old old stories are new again. Yeah, they're new to me. So you know, I don't. This podcast tonight was going to be hard for me because I'm like, I'm still in the, the learning stage of it all. So you know, I haven't heard a lot of the. You know, we're going through Luke. Right. Right. You know, that's pretty much my first book. You know, the amazing thing about it is though. Is every time you hear that story, it should be a new story to you, right? Because you should get something out of it each time and every time you hear it, mm-hmm. right? Having that heart like a child, mm-hmm. and that faith like a child. Because if you do hear it for the second time, for the tenth time, for the fiftieth time, for the hundredth time, whatever, and you didn't get anything out of it, yeah, read it for a hundred and first time. There you go, mm-hmm. because you're not fully focused because you might get all 100 ones right in one shot (laughs) yeah right in the face (laughs) yeah it's not just hard for you ron like i don't know if i have a favorite like that's what's hard for me like i don't think i can narrow it down and say one favorite there's stories that speak to me depending on what season of my life i'm in in my walk with him you know what i mean he uses different accounts to teach me different things so it kind of depends on when he asks me see like for me the bible is the truth though well, so yeah. how, can, how can you break down one great thing that's in it for me? Right. You know, yeah. I, I just like I said, I'm a, no, that's book of, the book of Luke is pretty much my starting point because we're going through it in church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and well, I, is there uh, an aspect of the book of Luke that's speaking to you like right now? You know what I mean? Like this, this that he's using to really like drive a point home to you now. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's a better question to ask. Like what what, part what of Bible it? account is talking to you now. You got to start us off. Hey, Ron, what really tweaked your ears made them perk up? 
what was it, Mike? Was it two weeks ago or one week ago that it really it, well got two, all three of us? Two weeks ago. Two. Were you in there too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one there because I wasn't able to be there last week. Yeah. And last week yeah. was one okay. of my favorite. Well, Bible it was stories. the it was the week that he came back and prayed with me right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Because that that day that was a rough day. <laughs> that was a very rough day. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was Luke 14, because last week was the yeah. Yeah. lost sheep. Yeah. But we haven't so been doing about, chapters every Sunday, though. Right. You know, but so, right. I think it was the uh, discipleship. Mm-hmm. The discipleship one and the hard truth. Yeah. Hard, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's so, the one he was having trouble with, the hard truth. Mm-hmm. That's the one we were all having trouble yeah, with, oh, yeah. to be honest. Oh, well, yeah. You should have. I mean, you know. Yeah. It should talk to you every time you hear it. Well, and that was like you guys were saying. If you, even if you have heard it for the thousandth time, you know, and it's if you're not getting something out of it, you know, it's check your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there, well, there's an issue. For example, yeah, that you're just not listening. Right. And you might be getting numb. Yeah. Yeah. So since every person here has avoided the question, I'll start us off like to. Prove your point, Mike. Like my favorite story since I was a little kid has been the fiery furnace, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody knew that though, did they? (laughs) (laughs) I already knew where he was going with it. (laughs) But every time I read it, either I pick something like something else jumps out at me that I didn't realize before, or some key verse jumps out at me. That I didn't right. so realize before. What Ronnie's saying is it was Shadrach, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego, and Ronnie Barron in the fire. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm never. And then there was a fifth man, and that was Jesus. No, that's not how that story goes, and that's not how it ever goes. But, so that's my favorite story and how it changes. But I also think sometimes, no matter what season I'm in, and most of the times it's the bad ones, or quote unquote bad ones for me, I think about Jonah and the whale mm-hmm. because of how far I turn around and go the other way from what he's wanting you from to what do. he's wanting me to do. And even I think worse is knowing where he wants you to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's I mean? the point. Like where, like you've you've heard it. Like you've felt it, so you know. You know better. You know exactly yeah. what, and it's still you know. Ronnie Barron, you know better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's one that's, that's like the little Jeff with the little kid that walks through the door. And he's like, "Ooh!" And yeah. then they turn around, and walks back. That, like that's me. Like I don't want to do that. Yep. You know, the one that really—I mean, don't get me wrong—I love it all. Mm-hmm. But the one, the one that really probably hit me the word the, the hardest was Paul on the road to Damascus. God blinding him. Mm-hmm. You know, literally getting literally getting yes. You know, we're talking that was a man who persecuted, killed, whatever he'd done he, he, to Christian people, you know. Mm-hmm. And God's like, you know what? I'm going to use that dude right there. He's going to be the greatest one, and he's going to write 99% of my Bible, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And the thing is, what really hits me the hardest on it is, is because I think... That no matter how bad you are or how bad you think you are, God can still use you in a miraculous way. You know, and that hits me that hard because 
I relate myself to, I mean, you know, of course I didn't kill people, but I relate myself to being that bad in my life to where I absolutely said, hey, I don't need God. I absolutely said them words to that preacher standing on my front porch. So, you know. And I think you're right. Like, you haven't committed murder. Murder. Right. But I think when I look at it, like, I've killed people with my actions. But not physically killed them. Right. Like, took their joy away. Yes. Spiritual death. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i a mass murderer for that, especially in a couple of years of my life. But, and that's what I, and, you know, and I think the Paul story hits me, too, sometimes, because I know I've talked to off-air about it a lot but like <laughs> you just now got that since you were texting on your phone <laughs> texting on my phone um, uh, American Christians I guess think of Paul like how they normally do but you gotta understand like even he was doing his own thing getting attacked from both sides mm-hmm like the Romans and the Jewish people because yeah. like they didn't trust him they weren't going to believe what he wanted you know right they knew who he even was the they knew what he done. even the original 11 like yeah they didn't you know him and Peter had an argument about the nonsense that Paul was talking about mm-hmm. and it was a good enough argument and I'm not saying nonsense I'm just saying that like let, let me clarify <laughs> nothing was nonsense of what they were arguing about I'm just saying like Peter was headstrong and wanted hit how he thought it should be and Paul was headstrong and extreme either he was all in or all out but you know and how he thought it was going right, to but if you look at that God took two headstrong guys and he got to put a wedge between you sometimes to split you off to make you go different directions so mm-hmm. you can spread his word in both directions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, he took them two headstrong guys and he wedged the wedge between them, that little argument or whatever it was, right. and it split them and they went different directions. Are you, do you, when you say Peter, do you mean Barnabas? Because that's who he had the argument with. Yeah, they said Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. Yes. Sorry. No, I just want to make sure because the Peter thing's a, a, a different thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But anyway, he, he put that wedge between them two headstrong guys and it split them off and they went different directions. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's look at the other side then, how it normally happens now is when those two people have that difference, usually one still goes on his walk and one walks away. Some Yes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that you have to unfortunately deal with now is right. the fact of somebody walking off and not continuing their walk right. and that still even though it's based on two people it's not on the word it's not on that you know what God and Jesus has done in their life it's just that that pride and that ego that's getting right. in the way and splitting them off to avoid but, going away from God exactly but you know they're there in the end they both come back together too so no yeah correct you know when you say that Mike I kind of think of uh, it's two I think it's second chronicles chapter 32 and it's talking about the king Hezekiah the father of Manasseh and the story of Hezekiah is a a lot longer than that chapter but that's the tail end of his life but at the end 
it says something like it's almost like a throwaway that's the end of his life and it says that at one point the most high left hezekiah alone to see all that was truly in his heart and that's kind of what i think of when you say that, that sometimes he will he will do things that make us feel like he's left us alone to to scratch beneath the surface of our heart to see what's really in there mm-hmm. sometimes it's good Right. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes no. what he reveals yeah. is that there's no true belief wasn't, in Wasn't there. Hezekiah mm-hmm. in shackles and chains when that happened? Is that right? No, Hezekiah no, Hezekiah was, was blessed throughout his life. Okay. Uh, he Who was one of the few kings him? that said that the one, he was... The one that, uh, the king that uh, at the end of his life was was imprisoned or shackled up. I know we've talked about him before, but I can't remember who it is. You you might be. Did he get restored? Are you thinking of one that? Yes, he got restored. Manasseh. Yeah, Manasseh. Would have been there you go. Manasseh. That's yep. it. Yes, yep. yes. He was very evil. Was nothing like his father Hezekiah. Yes. Turned to idolatry. God warned him repeatedly. Brought judgment down. Brought him to a yes. tree. Then he repented. Then he restored. Yeah. Him. Awesome I had. Story. I was trying to get it all wrapped around in my head there, and I couldn't. Uh, couldn't yep. get it done. <laughs> was that the one you go to? A lot. I do. I do go to him a lot. If I was going to pick out a favorite, it's probably King Manasseh's account. And not for good reasons. It's probably because when I look at King Manasseh, I think I see more of myself in him than I would like. I think I see more of myself in him than I would like. Somebody who was very headstrong early on was warned repeatedly by the Most High to change my direction and didn't. And then he he had to put me in my own spiritual Assyrian prison cell to get my attention. And I'm grateful for a God that is so merciful that he allows us, even when we get on the other side of judgment applied, to still be gracious when we return to him. He has no reason to be. Uh, as far as like this season in my life, like we talk about like accounts that you look at, you know, in whatever season you're in. He taught me a pretty interesting lesson today to that end, actually. So it's uh, at time of recording, it's it's Pentecost season. Depending on on how you do the count, it was either this last Sunday, yesterday, or it was this this coming Sunday. I know you don't like me to put dates. I said at time of recording, so I covered myself. <laughs> so I've been thinking about Acts chapter two a lot. Right, that 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 big Pentecost we always think of. There's a lot to unpack there. I've been unpacking it quite a bit. But to start off, like, what he, like, laid on me today, what he showed me today, I had some vehicle troubles today. So my Land Rover broke down. I blew a a drive shaft. Not a rod. (laughs) Not a rod. (laughs) I told Bob and all the mechanics it was a rod, and it was not a rod. It was a drive shaft. But, uh, uh, long story short, I was on my way to do something completely different. Good things the sort of busy work things, right? And then this happens. It happened at a perfect time, right right where I could pull into a, a parking lot, so I was grateful for that. You know, if it was going to have to happen, it happened perfectly. So, you know, I didn't let it get to me. I wasn't angry or anything like that. But it forced me to call, call a tell, go back home. And when I went home, I did a Bible study. So instead of doing all the, all the busy work, good things that I was planning on doing today... I did a Bible study instead. So I came to Acts chapter 2, and specifically what I came to is Acts chapter 2, verse 38. So it's after, it says they're in Jerusalem during Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes down with tongues of fire, there's this big miracle, Peter gives that awesome sermon, and then after the sermon, the people, it says, are pierced to the heart. So they're regretful for their unbelief and for what they've done to Jesus. And they ask, what shall we do? And his response is, repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you'll be given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And notice what comes first there. It's repentance. Not belief, repentance. Belief is wrapped up in true repentance, but it's not belief alone, Mm -hmm. right? 
and the word he uses there, there's a few words for repent in Greek that they get translated as repent in the English, and the one he uses there is pretty important. It's metaneehu. Metaneuho. That's how you say it. Metaneuho. And it's more than just regret. It's more than just a change of your mind. It's outward. So all, all repentance is a form of doing a 180 turnaround. But this one's like an all-encompassing. It's, it, what it implies is it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an acceptance of new knowledge or understanding that leads to regret of previous decisions, which itself leads to a change in your actual direction. And that's when he hit me. Repentance is a gift that he bestows on us. Because later, right in the next verse, he says that this is a gift for everyone he calls. Which means that he calls you. He sees you to what you said, Bob, about how, you know, he, he saw Paul as a, when his state as a murderer, but he saw ahead to what he could be. And I think that's what he means when he says he calls. He sees us in our unrepentant state, chooses to look ahead at what we could be, and plucks us out even before we're that that person yet mm-hmm. and gives us that gift of repentance and that's essentially what happened with me with my vehicle I was on a direction headed in a way that I thought was good like Jonah and he blew my drive shaft out and forced me to go home instead to call for help to go home and to dig into his word and I think that's a picture of what repentance is I think very often we're on our own direction we set our own course and he blows our spiritual drive shaft out to stop us in our tracks and it forces us to cry out to help to be brought home and to dig into him. Mm-hmm. It's a complete change of direction. So that's what my answer would be for today. What? That was the lesson he laid on me. So that's <laughs> what I'm going to So it's not always a bad thing when your vehicle <laughs> breaks down. Sometimes he can teach you something out of it. It's kind of ironic because today um, there's a lady in the shop that uh, her husband just recently has passed away and she's got to do all these things and she was telling me everything that she had to get ready and get done you know and of course my day was crazy busy and you know i'm like god would just laid it on my heart to just hey you need to pray for her i'm like you know what we were sitting there talking like before you leave can i pray for you i'm mean, gonna tell you this woman just broke down and just bawled as we prayed and i'm like that's what god needed me to do today you know throughout my busy day my life shouldn't be so busy that I can't stop and pray for somebody. Yeah. Or I can't stop and try to help somebody that, that needs help. See the need right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think the enemy wants us so distracted we miss it. Yeah. Because he can distract us with good things. Oh, but not yeah. bad things that we're doing, but if we're so distracted we don't see the need in front of us, it becomes yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, like I said, I just, she just, I, she needed it. I mean, you know. So, I mean, and of course, my son was standing at the door, and he goes, well, I was getting ready to come in there. Was you, was you praying with him? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, our day shouldn't be so busy that we can't stop and pray for somebody. Yeah. So. Medium-sized Mike, do you have a story? Um, well, I think... Uh, uh, like everybody has said, you know, there's just pick a favorite and things like that. Because I mean, some you know, you go back to Jesus calling the fishermen, just drop, you know, just follow me, mm-hmm. and they drop everything. It just you know, so you're like that that just blind faith. 
and I, I always equate it to a song of, you know, what if Jesus came back like that? And in the song, it always talks about what if came, he was the bum on the side of the road that was asking for money? What if, how would, where would your where would you find your heart? You know, where would he, where would you be? Or what if it was, you know, a, a, a baby that came back and the baby was hooked on crack? and things like that you know and it's it's just that blind faith and can I can you get past yourself enough to just have that blind faith you know and I think that those are things that just scare scare me about me mm-hmm. kind of in the same scenario of you know what if he called me to go to a country where it's illegal to worship him uh, would I go and would I would I go and then when I get there would I deny him no I mean knowing that if I say yes if I'm honest and truthful knowing where I'm going to go would I would I still would I deny him because it's the ultimate you know it's, mm-hmm. it's the ultimate thing it's life and death you know so I think that that is always a favorite of mine just because of that just blind Long faith and just being so empowered by it that there was it's not a well let me talk to my wife about it it wasn't a well what's going on in my life about it it wasn't do I have enough money to do it It, none of that none of the crud of the world it was just okay drop the nets and go so that's mine you dropped a hammer in there (laughs) that's a whole different discussion I mean like for real absolutely because I question the little things, mm-hmm. not the big things of right. Yeah. Well, can I go tell my family bye first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a. I'm gone. Yep. I would like to say, I would say yes. Right. And just go. And, and, and I, I know come, me. And I go, uh, yeah, and I come from a place of now having studied like judges and knowing all of these people in the, you know, in all of these years, all of these generations of people that just fell into the same thing and still went just totally against everything that God, um, you know, God had done and no, them even knowing they had even seen things or, you know, yeah. talking about. Bailed them out. Yeah. Yeah. Bailed them out. And you're totally. talking like generations. Oh, like, yeah. It yeah was, God came and bailed out my dad or my parents. Yeah. And then, you know, even a couple generations, God came and bailed out my grandparents. Mm-hmm. But no, we're going to rinse and repeat and still do the same dumb things. Right. Well, look at the Israelites in the, in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. They saw some of the most incredible miracles any generation has ever seen. Yeah. And still turned away from him and, and worshiped idols. And it goes beyond the golden calf. If you read Amos chapter 5, I just read that today. He says, the, the Most High says that they just gave him whip service. The entire time they were wandering in the wilderness, he says that generation was actually carrying around two idols to two gods and continually, continually worshiping them instead. So even after seeing all that, even after being chastised for the golden calf, they continued to be idol worshipers. Yep. And that's yeah. exactly why they didn't see the land of milk and honey. Yeah, and there's a... There's that's why a, it took the second generation to actually get the land. Yeah, and there's a serious warning to us with that, because yeah. what does the promised land signify? At a spiritual mm-hmm. level, it's a physical picture of spiritually entering into the kingdom. And he says, if you're double-minded, and you're not truly worshiping me, you won't see it. 
Mm-hmm. That's a scary thought. That's yeah. That's a very scary thought. Yes. You know, but again, I just you know I question how my faith is is challenged as opposed to some other people's, and yeah. You know, just, yeah, we we've, we've got it made in America, ain't no doubt. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to have faith here. It, yes. Yeah. You know? So on one hand, it, it's so easy to have it here, and yet so many don't, and that hurts my heart. You know, because mm-hmm. you're like, really, like you just, just let me tell you about just what I lost just by doing this. You know, be, between the hatred and the and the anger and the uh, just a long list. You know, to to then. But then the people that are, if to me, that are really speaking out for God in places to where, they, you know, they're hiding. And if somebody put a gun to their head or put a knife to their throat and said, will you talk about it, you know, go against him? No. Knowing that they're in the, the die right there, uh, would, that, would that be me? Mm-hmm. Would I have enough faith to do that? And I, I, like I said, knowing where I'm going because I gave my life to Christ and everything like that, it, it's... It just yeah. yeah you know I'll take it back a little bit it's not easy to have faith here it's it's easy physically and superficially to have faith here but I think our prosperity honestly I think it numbs our faith I think well, we I think we right. do often give lip service because we're so prosperous that we become lukewarm mm-hmm. more like the Laodiceans in Revelation chapter 3 that we we point to our things and our success our big buildings our, our huge pockets you know, our programs, like all the success stories we have at a material level, and almost use the prosperity as an excuse to grow numb toward the spiritual things we should be growing in. I think the enemy uses our prosperity against us more than we realize. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah, he makes us focus on that prosperity instead of still focusing on, you know, focusing on the right thing, which is God. Well, and, you know, talking about Revelation chapter 3, that's where he talks about... Uh, I wish you were neither hot nor cold, be one or the other, because I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because you are lukewarm. Right. You know? And, and I think so, sometimes, like, you start off in a great spot or said organization, whatever, but then end up getting wrapped up in it so much or thinking that you're doing the good thing so much that mm-hmm. then it turns into the prosperity part of it. Yeah. You get distracted. You get distracted. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. where you start straddling the fence. Yeah. And you start teetering. Yeah. But sad thing is, I mean, you know, there is no there is no gray area. It's either let your yes be yes or your no be no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the truth. That's the hard truth right there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Can I tell you one now that like just recently went over again yesterday that had me looking at it totally different yep. the prodigal son mm-hmm. um, which I think that I of course um, being the younger brother had always looked at the relationship between the brothers and the things you know that it, that had happened there and almost found I guess the dad kind of gullible and stuff in it because it was just like he was so happy you know not it, not I guess really realizing just the pure joy of the sun coming back, but also the realization of it's parable for a reason because it's talking about this, the dad is God and this is how many times and no matter what, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how many times we do it, 
he's still going to be there running towards us in the mm-hmm. distance with his arms open wide. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why it hit me like that so hard yesterday is like a slap in the face revelation. But I think it was just, of course, what I needed, obviously. But I think it had something to do with the fact that I wasn't ready to 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 hear it that way. You know, right, yeah. and that's obviously his timing yeah. and everything. But yeah, I mean, it's that the prodigal son is actually a well painted picture of reconciliation with the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. because you know the son is like. Hey, I need my I need my inheritance now. I, I want you dead. You know, you're dead to me. I need my money so I can go. You know, right? And that you know, pretty much that's what we do to God. We're like, hey, we want what we can get out of you, but yet, right? I don't well, run this lamp three times, yeah, and I need this. this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're my genie in the lamp. Mm-hmm. You're not my father. You're just my genie. I need you to fix this when I need you to fix it. But other than that. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. We worship the promises and not the promise keeper very often. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it seems for me, I'm on the other side of that coin. Y'all on the prosperity side. I haven't really had all that good prosperity until I took Jesus, mm-hmm. so to say. Like what you just said just now, I don't feel like I'm on that side. The prosperity has came after that I took him in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it should be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because to get to this point, it was rough. Right. Yeah. You know, and don't get me and, wrong, it's still rough. I was going to say, it's like, still rough. And but like yet, we've talked about, it, it'll be rough again. But and it'll be worse. But everything from there until now, Amen. you know, it's like a totally different feeling, so to say. Absolutely. Like the blessing side of it. Mm-hmm. You know? But then when you look back yeah. before... Yeah, because your eyes are finally open to the fact of the blessing. Yes. You've had them your whole life. Yeah, I because mean, I look back... small things. Right, Sur- having sur- a roof. Surviving, I mean, surviving a bad situation. Right. Coming out better than that situation really, truly taught you to be. Mm-hmm. Things like that. But we usually don't see that. It, it, it's usually about how, how rough everything was, but it, but it, and it's also breaking the chains you broke, breaking the chains of not, not raising your children that same way or not putting them in those same situations. Or not being that same kind of person. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But oh. that whole time, your whole entire life, it's only been God that's been doing that. Right. Um, and I was blinded to that. Yeah. You don't see that. Yeah. And I never did. Right. You know, and, until after. And then you get to thinking about, well, crud, I had a house. I had food. I had this. Yeah. But I felt like I was so poor and everybody else had all this good stuff. And I was jealous mm-hmm. and envy of all these people that are getting all the good stuff. Yep. And I was getting hand-me-downs. And then my brothers were getting my hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs. But yet, then when you get to where I'm at now and you look back, you're like, I was just thankful I had it. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it, it's probably going to hit you again and harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there'll be times where you know you're struggling, whether it be with your faith and not to say the belief, but just the fact of staying motivated, staying in the Word, and all of these things. And then the next thing you know, well, a friend loosely, you know, is just getting everything, anything and everything that they've wanted, and they don't have any faith. 
you know, and it's like, why does that happen? Why is, I don't understand God. What's going on there? You have to remember though, what is anything of this world? Nothing. Right. Just like we've heard in church, it's all going in a landfill. Yep. What you're working for and what you're doing works for isn't going to get you into heaven, but it's required to go to heaven. Yeah, that's why he says, store your treasures in heaven where the moth can't destroy it, rust can't take away, and the thief can't come and steal it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what prosperity side for me is right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now... That's a pro- proper it, biblical understanding of prosperity that gets misapplied. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because before, I always thought it was one thing. Oh, but yeah. now, where I'm at well, now, it's all about... You know, I feel prosperous right now. When most people think of prosperity, but not, but not material. They're thinking wise, if that makes right. sense. They're thinking about fat bank accounts. Yeah, not right. having to work for anything. Right, having everything they want. Popularity. Popularity. Yeah. yeah. You know that. That's what. That's what a lot of people think prosperity is. But I'm just happy for the stuff to fall in line that I can live every day without the struggle that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my thing is, is true prosperity is having the Holy Spirit living inside you, correcting you for the things you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Every day. You're very Just, prosperous in that front. Yeah. Every, every day, man. You're the richest man I, in the world, Dave. If I, if I yeah. do something, if I do anything, I'll sit there and think about it for a minute, and I'll be like, was that was that right? Sometimes it is. A lot of times it ain't. <laughs> so I got to go back and fix it mm-hmm. because if I don't, I just can't overlook it. Right. It right. eats me up on the inside and I can't handle it. And, and I think that that's the important times to look back. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's not even that far you're looking back to say, I wouldn't have cared this long ago. And not to do it in a boastful way, but to see the way and the difference of having Jesus in your heart is. And seeing what a change that, that, to some people, it it still wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't matter that, you know, that they had made that little change to where they feel something in their heart. You know, but as far as, you know, doing something wrong and feeling bad about it. um, You know, but to take that time and say, God, that's all you. Yeah. Yeah. I two weeks ago didn't care. Six weeks, you know, six years ago, twenty years ago, whatever it was, I wouldn't have cared less. I never would have done the about face. Yeah. You know, just like you talked about a few weeks ago, the about face of I didn't treat that lady at the DMV right. I need to right. go say something. Mm-hmm. I say and now I kept myself thinking before I act. I'm like, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? You know, the chain mm-hmm. of events. Oop, I don't like where that road just took me. Let's go back and try this again. <laughs> now, to talk about, to go back to the prodigal son mm-hmm. sermon, right? Just like you, every time I read it or was in attendance when the sermon was, I've always been the younger brother. Mm-hmm. This time, however, it struck me that this time around, I'm the older brother, and I don't like that very much. Right. Like, at all. Yeah. As to where before, it was kind of cooler, quote unquote, to be the rebellious one that came back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But now, where I'm at now, I can see that I I now am the older brother. Right. To where sometimes I point the finger and I puff my chest and I don't like this very much. Yep. But wait, I've been... I've been paying attention. I've been doing what you said to yeah, do. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And and to but be yeah, honest with you, I don't like that. You're welcoming I don't like it celebrating all. them coming back that haven't been here, that have been, you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy to transition yeah. over the self-righteous side. And yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. You can go from being the younger brother to the older brother real quick and not even realize it happened. And, yeah. and, and to be honest with you, like... Sometimes, like, I could have already been the older brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't ready to tell myself that I was. Right. Not, not to acknowledge Wasn't ready for that hard truth, was Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then when and we I'm, when we heard that sermon, the whole time, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. I know which one I am. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we got into that, and I was like, dang. Yeah. You know, I'm not who I thought I was So the story. So think about it. For a second, and instead of which are you, think just put that mindset in of your kids. Then who are you? Mm-hmm. You're the father, right? Not not trying to in any way, shape, or form compare myself in any at all to God or Jesus, but in that scenario, I don't care what it is. I don't care what happens. I don't care. They're out in that field and running after them, right? If it's my kid, you know what I mean. I I am doing that. I am that. That's who I am. When you talk about that, but if it's not, I'm probably the older brother. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's be, you know and feel righteous about it because it's I'm not doing this stuff anymore. I'm not doing the stuff that took them away from you. Just made them stop listening to you. The so wait, you're, you're just gonna still. Yeah. You know what I mean. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's a good word for it. <laughs> yeah. Bob? Yes. You got anything else? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Anybody got anything Maybe. else? Maybe. Who what? knows? Spark it off. Let's talk. <laughs> Topic number two. Topic number two. I saw those wheels turning. Hit pause so. real quick, and then we'll my wheels start over. Turning. And we'll have one in the back. All right. <laughs> you know, I, I, actually, I, I guess I will. You know, y'all was talking about uh, blessings there just a few minutes ago. You know, uh, even when, even when I think back, because I've done, I've done a lot of things in my life. I could tell you a lot of stories about a lot of times I should've been dead, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look back at them. And I'm like, yeah, God was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there that time, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was there, too. I mean, I'm talking serious stories that would have seriously out of, I'd have been snuffed out and gone yep. if he hadn't been there. You know, he just... Uh, I have no idea where I'd be if he wasn't there when I was growing up. Looking back at it now, because mm-hmm. I could have done a lot of bad things. Yeah. To I did a lot of bad people. things. That you yeah. know did bad to me, and I wanted to do real bad back to them, yep. and I didn't do it. And I've 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 caught myself sitting there just thinking about it, and it's like, and just like I told y'all, I don't. It's been months, but my dream, you yeah. know, I had that dream, and every one of those scenarios was in my dream, and there was somebody standing next to me, could never see his face, 
but he's standing next to me. And every time that situation come up, he just like grabbed me and said, "Let's go this way." Yeah. You know, because I'm who knows? I could not even be sitting here had mm-hmm. I acted. Oh yeah. Instead of, you know, whatever dragged me. Because yeah, he's yeah. got to keep us. He's got to keep us protected from our own ignorance. And that's when I was. Yeah, you know, we. This, oh yeah. And that's when I felt I'm like I was. You had a long, hard job. When when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guarantee you, I've probably worn out twenty or thirty good yeah. guardian angels. angels. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. If you want to talk about somebody trying to tell you there is not a god. With these five men right here, yeah. I guarantee you he was working overtime just on the fact of trying to keep us alive. Yeah. 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 Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, I mean that's no what I'm saying. You know, if, if so. And then I and Guardian Angels when they say, slip. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. I'm not taking your resignation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess God, God calls yeah. the next guy up and be like, hey, you got to go help. You got you to go protect Robert Branson. He's like, lord him out. <laughs> if I ever meet my Guardian Angel, it's probably going to be like, We'll have this like awkward like yeah. look in the eyes like I saw like, what you did. What are you mining? Like, like again. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> you want to smack me on the left or the right? Yeah, yeah right. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn both. Okay, so it's okay. That's right. <laughs> it's good even. No, you know. <laughs> You know God's got a plan for your life when He protects you from all that idiot stuff that you done oh, back yeah, in your yeah. younger day. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, so. Yep. Yeah. And, look, yeah. and you know, a man should really, honestly, reminisce on stuff like that, and thank the Lord for all that He done through that part of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that that'll keep you. You know, you think back, and 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 I do that sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll get to. I get to having a pity party or something, mm-hmm. and I'll start thinking back on everything that God has absolutely saved me from. I'm like, you know what? He's got this again. I'll be all right. Have, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. God's got it. Mm-hmm. Memorial stone. Yeah. In Hebrew, it's zikron, and it's it, it can literally be applied to like a military banner. It's like a reminder of of whose allegiance or who to who you owe your allegiance to. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what those those occasions are. It's something yes. to look back on and be reminded that that you only are where you are because of the most high and you owe him your everything. Yeah. Your everything. Even if you don't have him, he has you. Because oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. have him then. Yeah. Or I didn't that's feel like I had him then. No, yeah. I, that takes me back he had me. Yeah, that takes me back to the footprints. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. There's one set of footprints there wasn't two, but the only reason there was one set is because he was carrying me through yeah, all that. I was a piggyback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was piggybacking. Somebody had to be there. I mean, or he forcefully yeah. threw me over his shoulder and <laughs> was carrying me out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't so forcefully. You, Maybe had you he swinging, to if he Had you swinging by your shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's pull the needle off the record. Final thoughts. Medium sized mic. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm stealing it from Bob because it just actually has hit me that our days should never be too busy to pray for somebody. Absolutely. So does that mean that, that just, you don't have one? Mm. I say ditto. Yeah. So you that, agree that, with Mike? I agree really with Mike. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <clears throat> I think uh, I'm gonna call Molly. <laughs> Ron? Um, no. Nope. I like what they're saying, pray for someone, but same token, you probably almost need to pray for yourself as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. You know, don't yep. don't leave yourself out. Yeah. You know, it's great to pray for others because they probably need it, but 
you know, you need just, it as well. You need it as well. Yeah. That one on one, that one on one prayer. Yeah. You know, Carl. You mind if I tell a short story? Go for it. All right. So the other day, I was having a fire pit with a friend of mine, and we were talking about we were talking about God and stuff. Okay, and stuff. It's it's stuff. <laughs> Forgive the irreverence. That's not how I meant that. We were well, that short story. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hey. I need that prayer for myself stuff. I probably need to do something. <laughs> we were talking about spiritual stuff, and we were kind of relating it to the fire, and we were watching. And uh, he had told a story about how, you know, the, the coals stay lit because they're in the fire with the other coals, and when they roll away, they burn out. Mm-hmm. And that's normally true. There's, there's a spiritual truth there, but the Spirit hit me with something. We were watching that, and he had just gotten through saying that. And sure enough, a coal rolled away from the fire, right? And it's around all these dead coals all around it that it, they, they, were, they were completely burned out. And it started to burn out, too. And then just out of nowhere, it just, like, burst into flames and started burning on its own. And then it started lighting up all the coals around it. And that's when he hit me with a lesson, that sometimes he'll roll us away from the, from the fire of the group because there's some dead coals in the outer darkness that he wants to look at. Absolutely, that is and good. And I think that's the that's what he wants us to aspire to be. <laughs> and just to finish that off, that that verse that we use for mm-hmm. the episode, Hebrew is notoriously difficult to translate. There's some idioms that we've lost. Some things can be translated different ways, but the the B side of that verse can actually say, "If you speak worthy words, not worthless words, then you will be my spokesman." You must influence them, meaning the pagan world around us. You must not be influenced by them. And I think that's what that's talking about. Yeah. It's being the sort of person that, that carries the flame that comes only from the Father so intensely that wherever he pulls you to, wherever he draws you to, wherever he rolls you to, you're the sort of person that can light up the coals around you. We need more of that. I like that. Yeah. That's very cool. Good Lord. Mm. Follow that one. Go ahead. Slap in the face. (laughs) Go ahead, Ronnie. I'm going to follow that with a text message I sent to Carl. um, Because it's not as good as that short story there. But uh, do you know what's broken but not shattered? A stained glass window. Sure, there's broken glass there. But sometimes we are too close to see the beauty of what God makes of the shattered window and the shattered glass look like a beautiful multicolored picture in stained glass form yeah just to add yes. that that was just as good as my story when you texted me that it brought me to tears man it brought me to absolute tears the beauty of that is just can't La- put it into words laughter tears no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that you gotta step back to see the hole yep yep I don't like your. <laughs> I like it. Didn't bring him to tears. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I mean, that was one of them things that made him go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when it's right in your face and you can't see it, all you see is the brokenness. All you have to yeah. do is step your back. Your brokenness, even. Yep, yeah. yeah, you step back Absolutely. and then you can see the hole. Mm-hmm. You can see the beauty the Father's painting with your life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Comment, like, share. Um, give us topics, suggestions, comment on our silliness, whatever you want to do. If you want to ask questions or give us topic suggestions in long form, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And until next time.
Broken Records Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.